Wanda for years was threatening to go to Scott's house and take a metal file to all of his Teflon pans because he would always scratch up the Teflon pans. It's all those little things as moms, you just like keep it in the back of your head. You wait till you drop your kids off at my house and you see what kind of condition you get them back in. Are you the type of person that listens in on other people's conversations in restaurants? Do you want to chat but don't feel like calling anyone right now? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join us on Chat Buffet and listen in as two friends shoot the breeze. Chat Buffet, food for thought, not your belly. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Asha. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Chat Buffet. Asha, what would you like to chat about today? Well, I know you have a daughter and I have two boys. While you were raising Haley, I'm just curious to know, did you give her an allowance? Hmm. Honestly, no. We gave her money occasionally, and we always let her know that if she needed anything, if she needed any money, that uh, she could have it. But So wait, I have to ask you a question. When you say you gave her money, so without tying it to an allowance or tying it to a chore she had to do, right. you just automatically, like, weekly gave... Well, then that would be an allowance. Oh, it wasn't a weekly thing is what you're saying? You just... Some, it once it in a wasn't while. regularly scheduled. Oh, uh, got it. Okay. So yeah, was that, it for occasion, like for a birthday or... No, no, I'm talking like uh, every now and again, I would slip her a couple of dollars. And when she was young, you know, her opportunity to spend was rather limited. I was uncomfortable with the idea paying her to do chores in the house because that was expected of her and that I gave her money because she was a family member and I took care of her that way. But I didn't want to tie it to her having to earn it in order to have a few dollars. So that's really interesting. I kind of feel the same way. I feel like if you're going to help out around the house, that it's a part of just being a part of the family. That's right. So when you tie the two together, then they think anytime you ask them to do something, they're like, okay, well, where's my money for that then? Right. Right. So if you don't, if you don't tie the two things together, but you're giving the money, did you ever give a reason to why you're giving her? And, and it's interesting that you use the word, I slipped her a few bucks. As though it was something surreptitious or, yeah. or you know, yeah, yeah, un yeah, under the yeah. table. Right, but right, no, right. Wanda, for instance, would pay her daughter, Cora, $20 to mow the lawn. Once the grass got beyond knee high, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take care of this myself. And she would jump out of bed immediately when she heard the mower going on at, at one o'clock in the afternoon and said, no, no, don't do that. I, I, I need the oh. money. Like, oh, well, really? Well, you should, you know, you should have just right. mowed the lawn. Cause oh, that's very interesting. I don't know if you do the same things that your parents do. For example, my parents didn't necessarily give me an allowance, but I don't feel like I was um, shortchanged. I didn't feel like I was in need of money. But then again, I also did not have the, I guess, opportunity to say, I have my own money and I will spend it the way I like. You know, I will do with it what I want, that type of behavior. Because I think kids that either get an allowance, whether it's related to a chore or not, I think that's the philosophy. They say, well, now it's my money, so I get to do with it what I want. But maybe that's a, a good learning experience for while they're young about how to spend money, about the value of money, using your money wisely and not spending it all in one place, learning mm -hmm. that skill. So I guess the question really is, can children learn the value of money without, when they're younger, being given that opportunity to make mistakes? My first job was as a camp counselor during the summer, and my father took me aside and said, you have no experience with money. We're going to take your dough and we're going to save it 
So you'll have uh, stuff, you'll have some money to buy school supplies with. Right. And I thought that's right. a great idea. And right. I, I got paid $35 a week and 30 right. of it went into this little uh, envelope. Right. And come September, dad, I need a new pair of sneakers. I need a, a, a backpack. We go shopping with my money. Your money's gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was just crushed. Oh, you're like, and, where's my money? I earned it. I worked all summer for it. Yeah, 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 it, was, yeah. it was a better part. Oh, and a, like, and a like story, though. And I, I somehow did not have the same reaction that you did. This is back when my sister and I were still in elementary school. And there was a neighbor of ours uh, whose mom worked, parents both worked. And I don't know how she allowed this, but she allowed us to baby, basically babysit for her daughter. That might have been like a year or two younger than me. Oh. So basically the three of us were all staying together and we were watching and then she would give us some allowance money. But you know what? Same thing. My parents took that money and I don't know whatever happened to it. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was money and it was never like, well, we use that money for paying for your this or that. Oh. No, it was just something that they took. No. But I... I didn't have that same devastating experience with it because I didn't feel like I was shortchanged in any way but so but you I never had got the opportunity to spend that money and make the mistakes for yourself it was original no no but i also don't think i am a spendthrift i don't i don't think i just go and willy-nilly just spend on things i still always learn the value of money probably more by watching how careful my parents were mm. you know they didn't they didn't just easily go out and do things. And I just knew intuitively that there are certain things I couldn't ask for. I didn't necessarily ask for the latest and greatest technology wasn't an issue, but it might've been like a designer thing. And I, in fact, even designer clothing was not a big thing as I was growing up. The first time I really remember wanting a designer thing was the glory of Vanderbilt jeans. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted those. I was in high school at the time and they were, I guess, very expensive. And I don't know, Maybe I just got like, you know, off the shelf jeans or something, but everyone was looking at the label because that was the first time people were actually looking at a label. If you were looking at a Levi's label, you weren't getting anything out of that. But to walk around school with that Gloria Vanderbilt, that little dove that she had on that, on the label, you know, either you had it or you didn't. You couldn't fake the fact that you didn't have a Gloria Vanderbilt jean. That's funny. <laughs> right? I, I would have loved to have had the Levi's label. I didn't all we got was John's bargains. I remember the big thing when I was in school was a guy who went to school. You wanted to wear Converse on your feet. Yes. Those sneakers. Yes. And yes. cons were $9 a pair. I never got cons. I got, yeah. I got John's bargains. The knockoffs. They called them <laughs> skips. And they were bright <laughs> and they were loud and was obviously cheaply made. Yep. Uh, yep. It, was, it was such a, a, a status symbol among your social circle. Right. And, and right. I remember I was looking forward to buying my first Converse and, and yeah. uh, I, I didn't get the opportunity. I had to go back uh, uh, wearing wearing those brightly colored cheap knockoffs. I still, even though my boys are older now, I still wonder, like, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? Would they have been different in terms of their want of things or use of money or whatever? And I don't think that they're bad at all. In fact, they don't ask for a whole lot. So I, I don't think that, it, you know, it's a wrong in any sense. But while they were still in grade school, middle school, high school, I had a good friend of mine that had two kids also the same ages as my boys. She did give them an allowance. Mm -hmm. And I think they had plenty of chores around the house that they had to do. I remember her sharing stories with me of mistakes that the kids had done. 
the point of money and spending money was always a big issue. So I think even as they're grown up now, it's still an issue. They still know that they have to make their own money. They have to do certain things. Decisions are made based on what they perceive as the value of money. I would say the two girls I mentioned in the story, Cora and Haley, yeah. are both very good at managing their money. Both balance a budget. I don't worry about them at all. That's very good. So maybe the crux of the story is as parents, we think so much about how we're raising our children and maybe just what we're doing and them watching us means more than anything that we can do as implement as a, a rule or anything else. No doubt. I know um, I've heard before, actions speak louder than words, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when raising children. Uh, you can tell them till you're blue in the face to make your bed or do certain things. Maybe for some kids that does work is to just tell them, but maybe for most kids, it's them watching. Mm -hmm. When it comes to cleanliness, I don't know if that's the same <laughs> equation though. Like I can have the whole house clean, but then why would my child think that it's okay to keep his bedroom dirty? <laughs> right. Or messy, I should say, messy. Yeah. Like if you see the rest of the house clean, then where do you get this idea that your room should not be the same way? That was a bit of a point of friction when I first came to live with Wanda and her kids. I remember telling them, why don't you ever take your dish and put it in the dishwasher instead of the sink? You guys never leave a room cleaner than when you came in. Today, they can't stand when people come to their house and make a mess. <laughs> I think it's probably the same with, with, most, with most kids, right? This is terrible. I actually log all those things. I'm just waiting for the time when they have their own apartment. I can't wait to have like a piece of toast and leave crumbs all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wanda for years was threatening to go to Scott's house and uh -huh. uh, take a metal file to all of his Teflon pans because he would <laughs> always scratch up the Teflon pan. He got so hard. See, it's all listen. those little things as moms, you just like oh, keep yeah. it in the back of your head. When you have a you place, wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm gonna get a drink of water and I'm gonna leave a glass of water wherever I feel like it. I'm gonna leave this, I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> yeah. You wait till you drop your kids off at my house. Eh, you see what kind of condition you get them back in. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, that was certainly a fun topic and we always learn something from it. So I don't know. I'm sure our listeners have different perspectives on giving your child an allowance, not giving them an allowance, tying it to a chore, mm -hmm. decisions that you have to make as a parent. Out of curiosity, I'm did you ever let your kids have an after school job for money? I would have. Vikram did have jobs where he made money. My younger one, he... <laughs> He had a different perspective on that. He goes, for the minimum wage I'm going to be earning, I'd rather stay home and get better grades. That's going to get me a better job when I graduate. <laughs> wow, it's kind of hard to argue that, right? It really is. And, you know, honestly, he had some other after-school activities. He's into music, so he was in mm -hmm. uh, the orchestra, blah, blah, blah. He's like, the amount of time that I spend doing that, that means nothing to me compared to me being able to work harder or get my... And he was taking an aggressive workload and was active in things that he was interested in. Now, when Wanda and I, as the listeners know, we went to high school together, I actually wanted a job. And Wanda's parents encouraged her to get a job. My parents discouraged me to get a job. Mm. They did not want me to get a job. I actually had to fight and say, no, I want to get an after-school job. And I had to promise that I would still keep my grades up. Right. Different backgrounds, different, you know, we have a lot of similarities, Wanda and I, but in some ways, we have opposites. Wanda yeah, often, I think we both have a healthy respect for money, though. Yeah. Wanda often talks about when she was a child, she had an egg route where she would pick up eggs from a farmer, perhaps, 
put them uh-huh. in the cart, and she'd go around the neighborhood selling the eggs at a profit. Uh, her mother made her put half in the bank, and the other half she could spend on clothes and, and food and things right, like that. And right. It was a, a good lesson for her. Yes, I didn't know that about her. You actually know something about her that I didn't know. Oh. Well, That's really surprising to me. Considering I've lived with her, you know, 24-7 for, you know, 10 years now. Well, I knew of other routes that she had done, but I ne- never knew the story about the egg route. Mm-hmm. So that that's a little different. So I'm just interested, nowadays with COVID, everyone's working from home. Did you have to make any significant changes to your home life to accommodate for that? It was normally just my husband and me at home, mm-hmm. and now the boys are back home too. They do their own thing, whether it's actual work, work, school, work, whatever it might be. You have more people online, and I know for me, if I need some quiet, I need to come into a space where I know I can close the door, I have proper uh, internet connection. So, you know, technologically, you're, you're resetting yourself. Sure, sure. This, yeah. this last uh, weekend, for about three or four days, actually, we were at Wanda's son's house, and he was there, his fiance was there, Wanda and I were both there. And splitting the bandwidth on the router uh, can right. drag it down to a glacial pace. Yes, Around absolutely. here, generally, she's on meetings virtually all day. She has the upstairs office. I give her that quiet space. The air conditioning is always running upstairs. For whatever work I do in, in production or editing, I do it downstairs with headphones on so as not, right. to, not to bother her. And since right. I'm here all so the time. So I'm doing the same thing. I have different activities that I have to do work related or, you know, part-time job related. And depending on what I'm doing, I am either in one part of the room, another part of the room. Uh, if I need total privacy and I need to be able to move around and do stuff, I might go down to the basement. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of has their own little area. As you were saying over the weekend, you were at Scott's house and d- different numbers of people, different bandwidth that you're sharing. Same with me. I was over at my sister's house. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, four people working from home at the time. Wow. Yes. So oftentimes I can be in a space, close the door, and still keep things on speakerphone or uh, keep it loud without having to use a headset. But then I was there and I'm thinking, wait a second, where can I be where I can not have to use a headset and still have the privacy? And then the room I was in was getting really hot. And then if I turned on other like air conditioners or fans and stuff that were just making too much, it's like, okay, I need to figure this out somehow. Like, where can I be? Right, right. Yeah. It's a pain in the neck, actually. And Wanda is not particularly excited about going back into the office either. So she's, she's talking about how they were splitting the office space they have. What's the word? Uh, like some people would work on even days. Some people would work yeah. on odd days just to pick a, a, an analogy. Right. Um, but everyone's kind of gun shy about going back into the office. Everyone's yeah. very happy and content at home. They surveyed all their employees and they were talking about how most people who work there feel like they're just as productive working from home as they are in the office. Sure. Now you live in New Jersey, which is more of a metropolitan area. Most people have larger commutes, longer commutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Wanda doesn't have a really bad commute right now, which is a good thing. A lot of my friends and family that still live in New Jersey as is typical of New Jersey, have very long commutes, so I'm sure they don't miss that. Yeah, but it's been three months since she actually had to drive to work. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to get back into that mode of thinking, oh, gosh, now I have to drive into work. Same with Ricky. He had to drive to the train station and then park at the train station, walk to the train, 
you know, stand itself and then take the train and then get off the train and then walk. And then, you know, there was multiple modes that you were taking. I don't know anyone that would say, oh, I want to get back to doing something like that. You know, right. suddenly you're just shaving off like an hour and a half of frustration of commuting. And that's what she's looking at. It's an hour and a half yeah. of, of time that's hers now that she, yeah. can, she can exercise in the morning. She can ride her bike. She can do yoga. At the end of the day, when she's done, yeah. uh, she can just sit down and have a glass of wine or she can choose to work longer. Uh, right, so, right. because she knows she doesn't have to take that 40, 40, 45 minute ride home. Well, I think um, workplace businesses have come to understand that if you give the employee a little bit more flexibility, for example, I know my sister will say, if I have to run to the pharmacy real quick during the middle of the day, um, it's not a big deal. I can have the flexibility to do that as long as I don't have a meeting going on. But on the flip side, it might be seven o'clock at PM when someone emails her or something and she feels like she should respond to that. She said, I don't feel like I have as much of a shutdown time anymore. Like when I was going to work and coming back, it was, okay, I've left work and I feel like I've completed that and didn't feel the urge to have to log back in or check the email from work. Whereas I think now work kind of runs right into your evening. Right. A popular phrase in, in Wanda's company and in her industry in general is work-life balance. I personally never experienced the conflict along those lines, but I could see how someone like uh, like Wanda or her associates mm -hmm. can get burned out, frankly, from logging on at seven in the morning and staying on until seven o'clock at night and answering yeah. emails perhaps after that. Right, right. So work-life balance, I think, is always important, no matter what your commute or wherever you are. And I think it's even more important. Well, I think it was always important. But yeah, maybe how you balance it is a little different right now. But speaking of time and how you use your time, I'm curious. I know you have a benefit where you can fly for less because you have a family member that gives free. you some discounts. Yeah, basically free. free. <laughs> but let's take that out of the equation. So that being taken out of the equation, would you rather drive or fly somewhere? And what is like the balance? Like if you had to go to D.C., would you rather like fly or drive? versus if you had to go maybe down to like Tennessee or Florida, you know? Like right. everyone I think has a different threshold on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty good driver and I've got a good tolerance for a lot of saddle time, so to speak. DC, we were just down there, we were just down in Virginia. And, and of course we drove there, it's a three hour and a few minute drive, right. uh, even with pit stops. It just makes a lot of sense, not only because you have your own car when you get there. Sure. But I took, I took the pooch. And my 33-pound uh -huh. dog doesn't really fit well underneath some uh, an airline seat. I don't know what that's going to be like if everyone. Well, that certainly that. changed the equation for your family when you got the Absolutely. pooch, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we want to go on vacation, more often than not, we're talking about taking the dog, and we're talking about driving somewhere. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I also happen to know that Wanda is not interested in driving too much. She would rather right. fly if she could. For example, you know, we have a friend that lives down in Tennessee and I've mm -hmm. always offered, I say, okay, this will break it up for you. You can drive over to my house and then I'll do all the driving from here to Tennessee. But she still does not want to do that. She's like, nope, no, I do not I, like that. I think I, 
I'd rather get some root canal done or something like that. She hates spending. Yeah, she she does. She hates that. And I try to explain to her, like, literally from the time you spend leaving your house, driving to the airport, waiting for the flight. And then, of course, if she's taking those free flights, there's always delays and gaps and, you know, things when it doesn't work out. So you end up spending a lot more time in an airport. I said, I can drive down in that time and I know what time I'm going to arrive where you have a lot more variability when you're trying to take a flight that way. And you live in, you guys living in New Jersey, you do have a little bit more options. That Northeast Corridor line is absolutely wonderful. And when I worked in New Jersey, I could drive to Boston. I could fly to Boston. I could take a train to Boston. So you even have that option. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe for a lot of listeners, they might have multiple modes of transportation that they have available to them. I guess it just depends on your propensity for wanting to or liking to drive somewhere. I know a couple of people that have second homes as vacation homes. I would think for me, like if I had a second home, I want to be able to get to it and get to it kind of easily or quickly. So Mm -hmm. driving would be my best option. If I can drive somewhere, I just think I'd be able to use that second home. And then other people say, well, I can drive, but maybe I, if I fly, but I have a friend that she needed to fly. And because of where we live and where her second home was, she had to take two flights. She had to take a connector. There was no directs. So that really requires a commitment because all of a sudden now it's a connecting flight. It's a longer flight. There's more opportunities for there to be delays or problems. Mm-hmm. In this neighborhood, I live in a 55 and over community Yeah, because I married a girl who was 20 years older than me. But there are a <laughs> lot of our neighbors, it's a little joke, Yeah, but there are a lot of our neighbors here who have houses, who, who own homes or, or, or condos, apartments down in Florida. And yeah. they call them snowbirds, I think. Snowbirds, yeah. Many of them have dogs at the end of the summer into the fall they'll pack up one day short of six months in new jersey they'll pack up their car with their dogs and they'll drive down to florida in the spring they'll they'll come back they set up florida as their main residence they're down there for six months in the day they don't have to pay new jersey income tax that's right yes 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 Okay, but, I uh, got it. That's a hell of a drive. That's that's uh, you have to break that up over a couple of days. I, I would. I used to be able to drive over twenty four hours straight, but I couldn't do that anymore. I think Florida is doable from New Jersey and with one overnight. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Twelve yeah. hours of seat time. Uh, not if you're Wanda, of course. But no, no, I exactly. <laughs> Driving vacations are becoming popular again, especially because of COVID. You know, people don't want to get on planes necessarily. I saw a friend of mine that had beautiful pictures of Colorado and she lives in my area, which is Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh yeah, the pictures were great. And she goes, yeah, everything about the vacation was great, except it was a long drive. I'm like, oh my goodness. Normally I'm sure she wouldn't have driven, but because of the situation, she chose to drive. Some families don't mind that. Some some families actually enjoy that, whether it's families, couples, whatever. They also say Mm -hmm. that um, RV driving, RVs are getting to be really popular again because Mm -hmm. people don't want to take a flight and they want to still vacation. I think just being out in the outdoors and, you know, maybe the RV lifestyle, that that becomes a whole lifestyle issue at that point, doesn't it? For sure. It is the unknown that we're dealing with, unfortunately. Wanda and I are trying to set up a vacation for early in September. Where would you like to go? Well, we're, we're both talking about going to Montana, leaving the dog at a kennel or, or a dog sitter and seeing Glacier National Park. I've never been there myself. Cora wants to go along too, but who knows if we're going to be able to travel, if we're going to be able to fly there. We're also talking about 
we were kicking around the idea of a, of a European week uh, sometime around, uh, about, around then. Who knows if they're going to open travel back up for Americans again because we're the hot spot and they're not. Yeah, I know someone that's actually flying out to Yellowstone, and this is totally a vacation vacation for her. It's not like she's going there for any kind of purpose. And I was just curious, like, oh, why did you decide to fly? <laughs> uh -huh. Because, you know, it's not really very safe right now to fly. So mm. I would just think, you know, go ahead and take vacations, but maybe, well, different levels, I guess. Flying is one level, and then um, whether you're staying at an Airbnb or a hotel, I think that's another comfort level thing. Like, are you comfortable doing something like that? Or if maybe yeah. you have friends somewhere, but then again, you know, even with friends, is that safe to be in their space and in their home? It's so you nebulous. just don't know which way it's going to go is basically the problem. Right. Cora's two best friends from high school just got an apartment together in Brooklyn. They are like sisters to her, and she wants to go and visit. Well, she's in Georgia. If she goes to visit Brooklyn, she has to be quarantined for 14 days. Right, right. Whereas if she drove instead, she could probably just walk right in. I mean... Who's going? She's had COVID-19. She tested positive. She's not now. But nobody knows if you can't be reinfected by it. It's, I think, it's all I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can get it a second time. You can get it a second time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or no, certainly you, you can get a different strain of it, too. Yep. I think there are three yep. of them out there. Yeah. It'll all be very interesting to see how that all plays out and how people are comfortable. And I think there might actually be restrictions. It was interesting. I was mentioning over the weekend, um, I had driven to New Jersey and mm -hmm. as soon before I even got, well, yeah, no, after I crossed the border into New Jersey, all those electronic billboards that they have uh, yeah. based on the department of transportation, all their signs, I was expecting it to say, Oh, there's an accident ahead because it was like flashing, but it wasn't, it was saying, if you're here from out of town, call 511 to find out what your quarantine responsibilities are. So there's signs like that. It? No, because I knew I wasn't going to go out in public. I was going to stay with my immediate family. I wasn't going anywhere you else. You didn't because you didn't want somebody to tell you what's your name, where will you be staying. We're going to monitor where you are and uh, you won't be able to, you know, you, you, you just want to stay under the, uh, under the radar in that case. No, knowing. I think the billboard the was saying if you had any questions or if you uh, needed information type of thing. I don't think that they were saying, call us and now we're going to, you know, contact trace you. I don't think that they were doing that. I don't know. I'd like to call, actually. I'd like to find out what their recommendations are. Well, call 511. <laughs> yeah, I will. I didn't know there was a 511, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it will be interesting to see how states, and, and it is, it's country by country, but in a way it's also state by state. But I can't say, well, just because New Jersey has that law, what happens if I'm, you know, in a bordering town between New Jersey and New York or New Jersey and Pennsylvania? I would still want to know, like, do I need to do something different? Each county is a little bit different. 911 is emergency. 411 was information. Information, yeah. 611, I think, is AT&T, isn't it? Uh, it's Verizon also. Right. So it puts you in touch with your own carrier. Yeah. Yeah. If you have billing information. Right. And now 511 is the COVID hotline. COVID hotlines. I wonder if there are other blank one ones. <laughs> there are not that many left. <laughs> we can you try can only go up to 911. Try 211, 311, 411. 811. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> I'll have you this do that before we talk on the next. I said, I'll have you do that before we talk the next time. 
and then you can All report right. report back in. I'll take notes. <laughs> yeah, take notes for sure. Well, Joe, another serving of the chat buffet is over for now. Great chatting with you, Asha. Looking forward to our next session. Talk to you soon. Thanks for decompressing with us today. Remember to share the link with your friends and family and talk about these topics amongst yourselves. See you at the next chat buffet, a place where friendly conversation is served up on a regular basis.